1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
2: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
1: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors is sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at intervine.com.
1: Of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. My name is Tony Colombo here in studio with our producer Chad Ellis. And joining me once again through the Marvel of Modern Technology from his home, somewhere in a
2: bunker in southern Missouri, is my co host Bo Matthews. How are you? Tony, how are you, man? I, I, haven't, I haven't seen you in forever, man. I you know. are Chad. It's
1: crazy. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully one day we'll get, uh, life back to normal here in the studio, but, um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you all set up and just come from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so no, quiet. Okay. We have no, got, uh, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I'm
2: good. Hi.
1: How are you, boys? <laughs> We've got a great show uh, lined up for you today. Also, don't forget about our podcasts and our podcast exclusive. So today on the show, we're going to talk to our friend uh, Jesse from Razorback Armory. We're also going to talk to our friend Tim Shelsvick from Drury Outdoors. Um, I think we're going to talk about fishing with Tim today, and we're going to... We're going to introduce some people to the world of bow fishing when we talk to Tim Shelswick today. So as many times as I've been fishing, I've never fished with a bow and arrow. Um, So we'll see. Uh, we'll talk to Tim about that. It is something that he absolutely loves to do. So uh, it won't be just bow fishing, but we'll definitely talk a little bit about bow fishing when we get Tim on the line here in a little bit. And in just a minute, we will talk to our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, who joins us at the beginning of every show. But just want to remind you quickly, um, I mentioned the podcast. We put out two podcasts every week of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. We put out the show podcast, which is what you're hearing right now. We actually put this out before the show. Airs the show airs on Saturdays and Sundays, of course, and uh, the podcast is available on Fridays. So you can take the show with you throughout your weekend if you are moving about uh, the great outdoors and you want to take us with you. You can do so. You don't have to wait for the show to be on the radio, and you can also get our podcast exclusive, which is a conversation that we do every week, a discussion that we have every week that is off the air, and we release that podcast on Mondays, so make sure you're checking out both of the podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. You can get that podcast just about anywhere that you get podcasts, but the best place, I think, to do so is the Radio.com app. Radio.com app, really nifty. You download it, you favorite the radio station, and then you have access to everything. You can stream the station, you can rewind live radio like you uh, are watching your DVR, your television at home. And, uh, again, you can get the podcasts for free right there on the radio.com app. So make sure you're checking all of that out. Let's go ahead and get our friend Aaron on the line right now. Aaron Tarlo, the owner of Southern Armory, joins the show at the beginning of the show every week. Uh, great to talk with you, Aaron. How's it going? good how are you guys can't complain so we've got a crazy world for many reasons now to talk about we are still obviously dealing with coronavirus and uh the reopening process from that and then this were then this uh week we were shook here in st louis and in many other cities across the country by protests um you personally and then and then um, expand it to the gun industry in general, obviously, we saw with coronavirus the firearms industry was a booming business. Um, what is it like right now at at Southern armory and in the and in the industry with the uh, coronavirus still happening and now with um, the unrest that we're seeing is it does that affect business at all? Does it affect your customers in any way?
3: Yeah, if we couldn't have gotten any busier, I, I, this would be the only way. Um, it's it's ridiculous. So, you know, the industry was already under a little bit of stress. So, um, for those listeners that maybe new or people that are new to the firearms industry, you know, under Obama, the industry was flourishing for eight solid years. New companies were coming out. Lots of innovations were happening. Uh, you had. A lot of local ammunition manufacturers. You had a lot of local uh, manufacturers making ARs, 1911s, etc. And then when uh, Trump came in, the bubble essentially popped, and sales went down, uh, and and stores closed. Right. So uh, manufacturers like Colt, right, big name, uh, you know, files bankruptcy, withdraws from the commercial market and, uh, not the only company that did this. So, um, that happened because people weren't buying guns and ammunition and accessories and the quantities that were previously being bought under the Obama administration. So now Trump's in office sales are down steady and consistent. nobody's coming for your guns, right? Um, and you are now seeing coronavirus. Worried about anything associated with that? That that may kind of kick off, right? The food shortages, the uh, announcements of law enforcement not responding to certain types of calls. Uh, you yeah, know.
1: people just being in quarantine and stuck at home, and not and not knowing having that. Um that fear of the uncertainty. Like, I don't know, you know, the future seems a little bit um, uh, murky right now. So um, it, people started to say, maybe I need to reinvest in some home protection. And, and we right. saw that boom during the coronavirus.
3: Right. Still, still booming, right? Uh, then uh, we had uh, the uh, peaceful protests associated with the the murder of George Floyd. Uh, Then they started to turn violent. Buildings started to get burnt. Uh, People started getting stopped on the highway and uh, cars getting beat, people getting drunk from vehicles, and uh, the announcements of they're coming from cities where they're primarily focused out to the suburbs, and and that's happened. Uh, Sabre, which is a brand that we carry proudly, uh, they make law enforcement pepper spray, but they also make the same pepper spray and they put it in a consumer package for people who jog, people who camp, people who just want to carry pepper spray on the keychain. They also make uh, stun guns and flashlights and a bunch of other stuff. And they're located out in Fenton, Missouri. They've been down there the uh, last few days uh, stating that they're going to burn the building to the ground because they make pepper spray. For law enforcement mm. so it's uh, definitely you know pretty curious uh, predicament that you're in because uh, they, you know their, their primary focus is not really you know law enforcement uh, you know they, it is definitely a law enforcement uh, formula for them to use
1: so what are uh, you seeing there at the store as far as people coming in are they wanting are they are they afraid that some of this unrest some of these uh the I don't even want to call them protests because they're not protests uh, when no, we're when we're, we're seeing protest. the when we're seeing the 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 violence and we're seeing buildings looted or or you know set on fire that's not protesting that's a different that's a totally different activity um but when are people coming in and just wanting to protect themselves and maybe they're Maybe their businesses or their property from that. And is that what is what's driving them to your store right now? And then, are and then what is what are they doing? Are they are they are they buying guns or are they buying uh, pepper spray? Are they buying tape? Like, what, what, uh, what specific
3: effect so, has this had
1: on your store?
3: We've we've seen, uh, kind of all the above, you know, small business owners come in. Moms coming in, dads coming in, people who are like, I've never, I've never thought about buying a gun before, but now all of a sudden, these protests are not just you know, local like they were with with Mike Brown, uh, maybe a few other places in the nation. This has affected all fifty states. I saw um, an article the other day that there's been protests literally in all fifty states. Uh, there's an app that I use. And they stream, uh, a bunch of, uh, they stream a bunch of feeds throughout the nation. And uh, you're talking like 12 or 15 feeds from mm. a different city for each of them. And you're like, well, this is going on in San Francisco. This is going on in D.C. This is going on in Chicago. This is going on in Texas. This is going on in New York and Boston, Philadelphia. And, they, they, you know, at one point, you know, I was like, "So is this like the purge? Like, what, you
2: know?" No, nah, we we can't light. go. You know what? We really shouldn't do that, Aaron, because because I know people have seen those movies, and I think that Hollywood has you know made these zombie movies and purge movies and stuff like that, and and it's it's prophetic in a way. But as a CCW instructor, can can you speak to the people that do have firearms? and what the rule is. I mean, because the way I understand it, if my life or my family's life is in danger, I can protect myself with my firearm. How, how is it legally stated in your classes?
3: So you're talking about ROE or rules of engagement. And so we do, through the class, we talk about chapter 563 and 571. Uh, one of those pertains to, to your firearms, the other one pertains to uh, use of force. And the way it is specifically written, like the watered down version, right? Obviously, I go into this in a lot more detail, with some uh, case law and specific examples about what is held up in court. Right, but for, for those
2: listening right now, sweet and short, how do we how do we explain so, what we can do?
3: There has to be a threat of serious bodily injury or death, or a forcible felony. Uh, forcible felonies include arson, include kidnapping. Um, so uh, there's a list. There's, you know, like seven or eight forceful felonies. You can, you can Google it, and, and you can find it um, for Missouri. Very specifically cites those, right? And getting drug out of your car and beat, you know, you probably consider that, you know, kidnapping. Um, burglary uh, is, is is part of that. Murder is part of that. Like I said, uh, you know, arson is another one that's part of it. So, um, so at that fo- at that point, you can use... Deadly force, so is there a threat of serious bodily injury. Um, you know, yes or no, right? So if you get hit in the head with a brick, get hit in the head with a rock, get hit in the head with a baseball bat, could could that cause serious bodily injury? Yes. You could you die? Yes. So serious bodily injury or death, and then are they committing this forcible felony? Um, and then you know, at that point, you can use force. When you look at using protective force for others, uh, so we call it third party. The third party would also need to be justified in using that uh, level of force as well yeah. so that's the kind of the sticky part um, you know my wife and I were at a gas station and a guy came in and goes uh, as the cash register dings to open give me all the money in the register well I'm like drawing out my pistol you know to, to get him because uh, he's getting ready to climb over like he slammed his hands down on the counter so I was waiting for him to kind of go up and over the counter, if that makes sense. And, uh, and then he started laughing. And I'm, I'm like, I'm confused at this point. Like, why is this guy laughing? And then the clerk goes, I've told you not to come into the store and do this with customers here. Um, so apparently what he was, he was he doing? joking. And, uh, he, he said, give me all the money in the register with some exploited deletives. Mm. You know? so but it he was, was joking. Looked like, it looked like a
2: robbery. Yeah. yeah like he was oh, my him. gosh. You can't be doing that. <laughs>
3: right. Um, wow. So, you know, I'm putting my pistol away, shaking my head, I'm getting ready to ream him out. And then uh, a guy that's in the aisle shopping goes, are we good? Can I put my gun away, too? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're fine. Junior and I are going to have a little talk. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's like, imagine, you know, I'm not the only one in there that, that had a pistol Um, that was going to protect themselves. Yeah, uh, that is
1: definitely not uh, – ever is it a good idea to joke like that, but right now – it's a really bad idea yeah, to try to, to try was. to pull that type of prank. Aaron, before we run out of time, uh, I want to give people a chance to find you. If they want to, uh, check out the inventory there. If they are in the market for a firearm or other personal protective uh, equipment, uh, pepper spray, mace, uh, tasers, all that stuff, uh, tell them, tell uh, everybody about Southern Armory and how they can find you.
3: Yeah, uh, Southern Armory is located at ninety nine zero one Watson Road, one mile east of two seventy and forty four, and SouthernArmory.com. dot com. dot com.
2: That's SouthernArmory.com. dot <laughs> com.
3: You can find us on Facebook at Southern Armory. You can listen to me on my podcast, which I didn't get to bang one out this week because uh, I've been sitting at the shop. Um, for those of you following news, they've been casing gun shops too, so we've been we've been there twenty four seven. So that's where I am. Yeah. Uh, a lot right now, uh, and on top of all the sales and stuff too. Uh, we've got guns constantly coming in, and a lot of guns are being bought off of the list of stuff we're shipping. So it's it's one of those that's some of the inventory isn't making it a wall. You need to come in. Hey, can you order this gun in for me? And we've got a list to go. Actually, we've got one coming if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's business is even amped up even more over the coronavirus and. Talking to the other gun store owners in the area, everybody's saying the same thing. Like guns aren't even making it to the wall. Wow.
4: That
1: is amazing. Well, if you, it's, it, uh, uh, Aaron is, is a wealth of information. You mentioned the, the Facebook page, Southern Armory on Facebook is a great place to keep up with Aaron and what is happening at Southern Armory. Great place to get information about firearms and, uh, how to care for them. And, um, just about anything that uh, is in this world. Um, Aaron can uh, have those discussions on the Southern Armory Facebook page. So make sure you're checking it out. And of course, Southernarmory.com. Aaron Tarlow, the owner, Southern Armory. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll talk to you same time next week.
3: Yep. Talk to you next week. Have a good day. You too. Bye. All
1: right. We got to take a quick break, but when we get back, we will be talking to our friend Jesse from Razorback Armory. And a little bit later on, we'll talk about fishing with our friend Tim Shelzevick from Drury Outdoors. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) With was a <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Chad Ellis on the wheels of steel As usual Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis in studio. My partner Bo Matthews is joining us from his home as we continue to practice proper social distancing. And in just a moment, we are going to be talking to our friend uh, Jesse from Razorback Armory. And if we're talking
2: to Razorback Armory, it's of course brought to you by... Razorback Armory. Uh Yeah, they're a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. You can find them online at RazorbackArmory.com and a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory.
1: So, Jesse, we were just talking in that last segment about um, the effect that the current climate is having on the firearms industry and uh, gun stores around town. It's already been a crazy year with coronavirus. uh, But just give us a quick update. uh, What is happening out there at Razorback right now? I think you have to turn him up.
0: It's kind of continued to... uh... Continued on to be uh, a cra- great, crazy, definitely a good word for it. Um, you know, as soon as, as soon as we get the firearms in, they're going out. A um, mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of new, lots and lots of new gun buyers uh, still, uh, you know, looking for a entry, entry-level pistol, home defense, uh, you know, home defense shotgun, uh, AR platform, you know, rifle. Um, so uh, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to fulfill the need the best we can.
1: So this is really interesting to me because, when we were just talking to Aaron Tarlow uh, from Southern Mm -hmm. Armory in that last segment, and you know, everybody in the, in the industry is experiencing, I think about the same thing right now, at least here in our area. Um, And you, you just said that you're seeing a lot of new, of of first time uh, gun buyers. I wonder if, if you, if you've been able to get a sense from your customers, like we, that's exactly what we saw over the last two months with coronavirus. People, yeah. you know, being afraid of, you know, not knowing what the future holds and just feeling like they wanted that peace of mind of, of uh, having that home protection, having that, that gun in the house. And we saw lots of first time gun owners over the last few months of coronavirus. It, what if, if, if coronavirus wasn't the motivation to, uh, make you go out and and buy a gun now? Is it is it the civil unrest that it, that is? It, it just seems to me like all the people that were on the fence about should I have a gun in the house or not have a gun in the house made that decision over the last couple of months. It's just it's amazing to me to hear from you guys that there's still this rush of first time gun owners. I I it just yes. Yeah. You well. think that you think that all those people that couldn't make that decision of whether, whether they wanted to have that gun in the house um, have made that decision over the last couple of months, but it's it's still it's it's still they're still streaming in.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing to me. I I thought I already sold a gun to everybody in St. Louis.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Without close. Um, it's and yes, like you said, uh, you know, through the corona, you know, the whole ordeal with that. I mean, the, a lot of first time gun buyers, you know, for you know, like you say, saying, safety, security, peace of mind. Um, now, um, it, I, it, the way I look at it, I guess they, they weren't scared of a virus, but this is a little more real to them. So mm-hmm. now they're, they're, they're coming in. They're, they're exercising their Second Amendment right. You know, purchasing a firearm. You know, getting getting ammunition, getting getting directions to the ranges, getting you know some safety equipment to store it, lock it up, keep it you know keep it contained while it's at home, and, and keep little hands away from it. But also, you know, making sure they've got something to protect their family with. Yes.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Buff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've got to believe that the you know the coronavirus. There was just so much unknown. And with the uh, rioting and the looting, and and now those uh, those demonstrations—not even the peaceful protesters, but the 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 bad the bad group—that's you know destructing and and robbing—you know people are worried because those uh, events are happening out further from the city in you know O'Fallon or you know Brentwood or what—they're all over. So we don't know. Fenton even had uh, some protesting going on, but along with the protest protesting, it seems like that's almost a distraction for the antifas of the world or the the people that are up to no good that are trying to steal so i gotta believe that the urge is definitely uh it's a good thing that you guys are there and open for people to come to you but it's the attitude of what's going on in the world now we have something you know first it was the unknown now we know what's going on because we're seeing it all Mm -hmm. over our tv so uh you guys you guys probably aren't even sleeping much i would imagine
0: no, I'm. I'm not, this is the fourth or fifth day, I believe, uh, with very, very minimal, if at best, because we're obviously we're open our we're open our standard hours, but uh, we're also here at night and different times. I would absolutely like to take a second to thank the Pear Police Department, Kirkwood Police Department, St. Louis County. They're running constant shifts around, you know, stopping in, checking on us, checking the building at night. We can see them on our perimeter security stuff, you know, wow. coming up, looking in the windows, looking at doors, parking out front. I mean, they're you know, they're they're absolutely doing an outstanding job for us. We really appreciate what they do to you know keep our building secure, keep everything safe, keep you know the plaza, you know, and obviously with the pair here, you know, making sure everybody's safe and DePair. The um, they they don't get enough of recognition for what they do. But uh, as far as everybody out there, yeah, I mean this this is definitely something that people are. I mean, not that they didn't take the coronavirus seriously when they were coming in, but they're they're definitely sure. seeing that and coming in and, and wanting to you know get something to to definitely protect themselves and you know same same thing you know make sure they you know have have all basically not only the farm but everything that goes with it yeah
1: yeah uh, and you know it's it's so important to just to have that message to everybody uh, to do what you can to stay safe you know yeah. uh, you know you want to you want to protect your 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 property and your you know your businesses and all that and Um, that's a very important thing as well. But the number one thing is if you find yourself in one of these, uh, uh, areas, you know, do everything you can to keep yourself safe. Uh, Jesse, I think it's also a good, this is a good time to remind people about the need for proper training and to learn about those firearms. Because if a lot of people are coming in right now and buying their first firearm and unfortunately the motivation for some is fear um you know you, you you're you're already scared and you know and that, and fear can can you know drive you to do some things that you wouldn't normally do so it's really important and i'm sure you're stressing this to your customers but i'd like to uh, just have you stress it to the audience sure. as well how important it is especially if you're one of these first time home buyers that you know it, it, absolutely it's a great idea to have that peace of mind and to have that protection in the house i encourage you uh, wholeheartedly to do that if that's what you if that's what you want but it's so important to have a full knowledge of how to operate that gun and, and keep yourself safe while Absolutely. you're, while you're handling yeah. it. So yeah, yeah so
0: ahead. when we get basically, you know, when we go through the gun sale, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to them. Obviously we realize this is their first gun purchase, you know, they've either made mention of it or we kind of, kind of, it worked that out, you know, that Hey, you know, okay. You know, show them the gun, obviously, how it works, how it operates, you know, how to load it, unload it, but safely, you know, in a, and a lot of times, you know, this is may not be the first time i have ever picked up a gun or may be the first time I' have ever picked up a gun, but giving them that gun etiquette of, you know, we, we don't point guns at things. We don't want to shoot. You know, we don't put our finger on the trigger when we're, you know, and just try to give them that, that general ergonomics with the gun safety, you know, to so that they're, you know, constantly working on that. And then from that point, once we have them, the gun, ammunition, you know, uh, some way to secure it, which – most every gun is going to come with a lock. Some people want to take an extra level with that, with a, you know, lock box, gun safe, you know, security device with that. And then it's, you know, hey, where do you live? What part of town do you live in? There, there's a range by your house here. Here's the directions, you know, phone number if you need it here and contact them. And then you can go in, you know, start, you know you can go in there and get some training with it or, you know, and a lot of people, they know other gun owners. So they're like, well, I don't necessarily want training, but I'm going to go with my buddy to the range. That's great right. because he's already a gun owner. He's got, you know, he should know some you know good safety points and they can train you up or, or at least teach you and make sure you're safe as you're getting acclimated to the firearm. Um, but, you know, having just making sure you have that conversation with each individual customer, um, so that they, and that's another thing, you know, it is, there is a lot of anxiety. There is a lot of fear, but, um, you need to have respect for your firearm. You shouldn't be scared of it.
2: So Jesse, uh, uh, making
0: sure uh, they feel comfortable.
2: You've been, uh, mm-hmm. you've been communicating with the different ranges, uh, because as we're, you know, the state is opening up a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, any ones you can name that people uh, can certainly go to and, and get some time in. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so if you're in the Southern part or down towards Arnold, Top Gun is open. Uh, they're right off of 55 there at uh, Richardson. Uh, if you're in West County area or out here, um, closer to my shop, the range, uh, St. Louis West range. Uh, if you're out in St. Charles County area, Ultimate Defense is open. Um, there's also, and um, in, in the name is, it's they got a barbecue spot in there and they're off of gravel. I can't
2: think of Oh, yeah, yeah straight shooting, shooting or something like yeah, that. Sharp yeah, sharpshooters, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, they're open. Now, as far as their classes and their, they're, you know, larger group settings. Each one of those does different classes, different settings, different things. So definitely call them and get that information from them. But I know that if you go in there to a range, you tell me your first time, you know, shooter or whatever – they generally, and, and depending on how busy they are, you might have to wait a little bit or may have to schedule something, but they will say, hey, you know, because they want you to be safe on the range. It's not going to turn you loose with a firearm in here. You know, here you go. Have a good time. But, you know, they'll, they'll work with you and kind of make sure you're up to speed and make sure you got safety protocols in mind so that you can use your firearm. But you could also then, you know, and they may, possibly say hey you know we've got this class coming up you know about uh you know handgun safety or ccw permits or something that's always a good resource to use also
1: jesse i know you're very busy right now and so we're almost out of time but before we let you go tell folks how they can find you out there at razorback physically you know in the store and also social media website all of that good stuff
0: no problem. So, one two zero seven two Manchester Road in De Missouri, half mile east of two seventy, right next to the tennis shop. Make sure you tell us, both Sanchez, so we know. <laughs> and also, uh, RazorbackArmory dot com on the so- Razorback Army on Facebook, Instagram, you know, social media. Uh, if you need to email us, Instagram us, you know, Facebook messages, whatever. Um, you know, we'll we'll get back to you as soon as we can. It is a little bit hectic in here, so it's sometimes it's hard for us to get a uh, get a return response, you know, real quickly. But we will absolutely try to get to everyone. Uh, anybody wants to come in, say hi, take a look around, uh, we'll we'll get you taken care of.
1: Jesse, thank you so much for your time right. today. Thank you for everything that Razorback does for the show. And stay safe, my friend. And we'll talk to you again real real soon.
0: I appreciate it. you guys. Stay safe too. We'll see you.
1: All right, we have right. got to take another break. But when we get back, we will uh, we'll go out into the great outdoors a little bit. We'll talk some fishing and uh, specifically some bow fishing, uh, type mm. of fishing I've never done before. And uh, we'll do that with our friend Tim Schelsick from Drury Outdoors when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Bo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews is at home as we continue to practice proper social distancing. He is connected through the Marvel of Modern Technology. You want to remind folks about our podcasts. Two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors that we put out every week. First, the show podcast actually goes out before the show even airs. Of course, the show is on the air on Saturdays and Sundays on one FM Talk and KMOX. But you can get the show before it airs by downloading the podcast because we put it out on Fridays. And then on Mondays, we release the podcast exclusive which is a bonus discussion that you can only hear by downloading that podcast and we have had unbelievable podcast download numbers we are so appreciative. Thank you so much to all of you that download both podcasts every week. And if you know somebody in your life that appreciates the Second Amendment discussions, the uh, camping, hunting, fishing, outdoors discussions that we have here on the show, we would really appreciate it if you would share that podcast with uh, people as well. You can get the podcast just about anywhere you download podcasts, but I always recommend the radio.com app because the radio.com app is basically one-stop shopping for the entire radio station. So you download the app, it's free. Then you favorite the radio station and then you can stream the station 24/7. You can take advantage of the radio rewind feature which allows you to rewind live radio up to 24 hours and you have access right there through the app to all the podcasts, including this one, all the podcasts on the station, including Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. So make sure you are checking that out. And speaking of that podcast exclusive here in just a minute, we are going to be talking to our friend Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors, and we're going to be talking about fishing. And we're going to have a, a specific discussion, as I mentioned earlier in the show, about bow fishing. I am a big fisherman. I. Get out on the water every chance I get, but I have never fished with a bow and arrow. So we will uh, talk about fishing, <laughs> but we will also maybe introduce some people to the sport of the hobby of bow fishing. So I'm looking forward to that. And anytime that we are talking about fishing here on the show, it's brought to you by Bluff City Outdoors over there in Alton, Illinois, right on the banks of the Mississippi River, real close to Fast Eddie's over there in Alton, Bluff City Outdoors specializes in big Catfish gear, rods, reels, hook weights, but they also carry a huge selection of crappie and bass lures and all of your spoonbill snagging needs. Just about everything you need to go fishing, they have you covered at Bluff City Outdoors. Learn more at BluffCityOutdoors.com. Let's go ahead and get our buddy Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors online
4: now. Tim, always great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? It's going pretty good, guys, but I think an apology might be in order before oh. we go too much farther. Okay. Do Ooh.
1: do we owe you an apology, or do you owe us an
4: apology? Well, let's let the listeners decide. All right. So this, is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is audio from the podcast exclusive back in early May, and Tony Colombo is addressing my three-year-old son. So you guys tune in here and let me know what you think. Oh, he came
1: prepared with audio. Are you gonna play something?
4: I intend to play it.
1: Okay. Are
4: yeah, your intentions? Sure.
1: You, you have intentions, but do you have action?
4: Just as soon as if you want to find some animals,
1: you need to go with somebody besides your daddy because he's not very good at it. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Was that turkey season? That was. That was we were talking about turkey season, and yeah. you at that point hadn't. <laughs> at that point, you had not uh, gotten a turkey yet. But then, right after being on the show. Something magical happened, right? He, he went
2: to Arby's and got a turkey sandwich.
4: I killed a turkey just out of spite, just because you said that.
1: <laughs> I went outside, I found them with my bare hands, and I knocked him out. So, but yeah, but but right after being on the show, you you uh, you got one, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, May second, I think it was. Uh, archery killed the turkey, and that's uh, that's that's probably the dumbest way to t- to hunt turkeys because it's just so much more difficult. Uh, <laughs> but we had a gobbler just kind of come in silent, no gobbling, no nothing. We've been out for probably an hour and a half, and so around seven thirty, he just shows up and starts uh, starts fighting with my Jake decoy and uh, let him eat twenty nine inches of uh, of carbon from uh from my bow and Mm. he walked maybe 15 yards and fell over so it was uh it was an awesome morning. It was a great, you know, great chance to finally because there was only a week left the season. I really wasn't sure if it was going to happen. So it was nice to finally get a burn down for the year. That's so awesome.
2: he he just fell oh. over. I don't understand. He just saw you and was like, "Oh my gosh!" <gasps> Had a heart attack. No, he That's
4: a mountain of a man. I'm just going <laughs> to perish right <laughs> now.
2: <laughs> do do most people?
4: So
1: you said you said bow hunting uh, for turkey is. It, you just said it was dumb, but yeah. I'm sure it's it's a lot of fun. Is is that not the typical, like you know, bow hunting. When it comes to like deer season, I think most people still hunt with rifles, but it's not it's not uncommon to talk to people who bow hunt. Is bow hunting during turkey season not nearly as common as it is during deer season?
4: Um, I, I would say probably ten percent of turkey hunters bow hunt them. Wow, the rest, That's the rest. Awesome. What would shot, you say about deer? Shot. What would you be your guess about
1: percentage of deer hunters?
4: Uh, it's really hard. I mean, uh, with, with rifle hunting, you get a lot of casual deer hunters that go out just because it's, it's a short season and they want to make something happen. Bow hunters tend to be the more hardcore. I would say there are probably still more, rifle deer hunters in the country than there are bow hunters, right? Uh, just because it, it's like, I mean, it, it's but a it's thing. way the more orange...
1: than 10%. It's way more uh, than, uh, than what you see in the Turkey during Turkey season, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the orange army uh, mo- uh, mobilizes during, during rifle season. So, so bow hunters, the, there may be fewer of, us, fewer of us, but we tend to be more hardcore, spend right. more time in the field than, uh, than rifle hunters. But a lot of bow hunters will, put their bow down during rifle season, pick up their, their, their gun and, and, and go out to the woods and, and still, you know, try to try to have success. You know, it's, it's not a binary uh, situation.
1: So it seems to be a very addicting sport or way to hunt because everybody that I talk to that does bow hunt, once they cross that line, once they go from rifle hunting to bow hunting, they, to a person, the people that we've, we've talked to on the show and that I've talked to personally um, enjoy the bow hunting so much more. And now you have taken that and many others have not only taken that uh, into the woods for uh, deer and turkey and other game, but we're also talking today about bow fishing. So tell us about, I've seen YouTube videos of people fishing with a bow and arrow. Um but tell people, uh, d- d- explain that. Explain bow fishing to us.
4: Yeah, it, it it really is a mixture of fishing and and bow hunting. You're you're essentially chasing down rough fish. Um, uh, in, in Missouri, that means non game fish with your with your bow, and and you're shooting them. And the equipment is a little different. Instead of carbon arrows, like you'd be shooting when you're deer hunting, you're typically shooting fiberglass arrows, a little heavier, and they carry more energy through the water. Um, your arrow is attached to a real device on your bow via some type of heavy nylon braid uh, oh. braided line uh, so so when you shoot the fish there's a there's a point instead of a broad head like you'd have with with deer hunting there's it, It's just called a fish point or a head or a point uh, but it's it's designed to penetrate and then not pull back out so it's usually got barbs on it or some kind of grapple hook that pivots and opens up in the fish so that you can pull the fish back in cuz cuz the idea is that you get within you know maybe 10 yards or so of these you know maybe it's schooling grass carp or silver carp or some type of rough fish and you you draw back and you try to put an arrow through them and then you they either reel them in or just hand over hand them into the boat and put them in your I you know in fishing you call it a live well and bow fishing I call it a dead well toss them in your bucket <laughs> and uh, and then you're onto the onto the next fish but it's crazy I mean the biggest the biggest fish I've taken bow fishing was a 58 pound grass carp wow and it was such a thrill and the reality is we have so much resource, so many of these Asian carp, you know, the silvers, big heads, grass carp, um, they are, people aren't fishing for them. There's really no good way of fishing for them because most of them are filter feeders. Uh, and there's thousands of them. They're mm. just, they've overtaken our riverways and we've talked before on the show about it. Uh, they've overtaken our riverways. So this is a way to do a little conservation, take a few of these these uh, these massive fish out of our waterways and hopefully give a little breathing room for native species. So that's Tim
1: Shelswick from Dury Outdoors who's actually going to stick around and be a part of the podcast exclusive. We're going to talk more about fishing, but we're also going to talk uh, about some of the stories of the week and, and some of the uh, unrest that we've seen in the area in that podcast exclusive, so make sure you're sticking around for that. Only a couple minutes left with Tim here on the air. Bo, go ahead real quick.
2: Yeah, yeah Tim, uh, when when you're when you're uh doing the bow fishing are you using your regular compound bow like you do with uh your your fowl your turkey or are, are you using a crossbow or a recurve or w- what are you using uh to to do a bow fishing hunt
4: that's kind of the great that's kind of the the great thing about bow fishing is that you don't have to have a real high end bow hunting rig to do it in fact it's better that you don't it's it's not uncommon to spend fifteen hundred dollars on your on your on your white tail bow hunting rig but with bow fishing you're typically in a boat or you're on a muddy bank there's fish slime there's blood there's guts it's just it's gnarly and you don't want to be drawing a whole lot of a whole lot of weight like 40 pounds of draw weight is more than plenty for most type of bow fishing right, applications. Right. so do you own a crossbow uh, some some people do use a crossbow. It's a little harder with a crossbow because you've got to cock it every time. And with bow fishing, there's just a lot of shooting happening. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times there's a lot of targets. And if you're into a bunch of silver carp and those are the ones that jump out of the water when they get spooked by the cavitation of an outboard engine, you're doing a lot of shooting. And so you don't have a whole lot of time to sit there, you know, and cock and and, uh, and, and, and shoot your, your a crossbow. So a compound bow is is one of the best bows for bow fishing Mm. although some guys do use recurves and there's some some variations on like oneida makes a a recurve that actually has cams built into the riser of it. So that's oh, a little wow. bit different take on a bow fishing rig, but compound bows are the majority of, of rigs.
1: That is Tim Shelswick from Drury Outdoors and thethinkingwoodsman.com. Tim, tell folks how they can keep up with everything that you guys do there at Drury and on your website at thethinkingwoodsman.com.
4: Yeah, the best place is to to download the DeerCast app uh, on your on your mobile device or go to DeerCast.com. You can see all of our podcasts, our new hunting videos. In fact, we just had J.P. Morris. He's the son of Johnny Morris, who owns uh, Bass Pro Cabellas. He's a huge bow fisherman. We just had him on our podcast yesterday, and that uh, that video of that show is up in DeerCast right now. So you can kind of hear from J.P. what what the state of bow fishing is, and he actually— uh, produces big bow fishing tournaments and has killed a ma- killed like an eight-foot gar, uh, yeah. just, a ma- just a massive fish. So kind of <laughs> a fun take on, on bow fishing, kind of hear how it's been legitimized over the past 10 or so years. Well, but DeerCast is the best place to get all that stuff.
1: Very cool. We are going to continue this conversation on the podcast exclusive and also get into some other discussions there. Uh, Tim Shelswick is going to join us. Uh, Chad is looking at pictures of of Bo's right now, so I know he's going to have some
2: questions about that. They're all the pictures. Hold on. They're all expensive. pictures of me? No. They're all pictures uh, of me. Different no. kind of Bo, Oh, okay.
1: But, uh, <laughs> <so make sure laughs> That'd be you, weird. Yeah, make sure you're downloading uh, both podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors on the Radio.com app. And for our producer, Chad Ellis, and my partner, Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. We'll see you back here next week. See you, boys.
2: This has been Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at InnerVine.com.